Good afternoon, and welcome to the Live Poet Society, where we read aloud literature in real time and chat about it. I'm your unqualified host, Hattie Rensbury. For today's episode, I have a very special guest here live in the studio. His name is James Steinler. Say hi, James. Oh, sorry. Didn't have you on. No problem. Try again. Hello, Hattie. How are you? I'm doing all right, James. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you oh, so much. Oh, and we've got Raleigh Burley you. in the studio as well. What a treat. Why, hello, Mrs. Rinsbury. What a treat. All these gentlemen in my studio. <laughs> We're going to talk about poetry. That's the really great part. Um so, if you couldn't already tell, this is going to be a bit of an atypical episode today. We're not following our usual format, just because we decided to shake things up. Love it. So, part of the reason why I have these lovely guys in the studio today is because uh, the Soper Sun, which mm. Raleigh is the editor for and James is the... Sidekick. Sidekick. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I like that job description. I, I don't know if the IRS has one of those in the in the drop-down menu for taxes, but they should. Options when you're I on just an said journalist for that. <laughs> I mean, I think IRS. that's fair. That's fair. Professional so. sidekick. Oh my gosh, yes. Professional, professional bud. Uh, so they run the Soper Sun, for anyone who's not aware. They help to run our local newspaper. And James specifically runs the submissions as well as the organization of the Works in Progress page that you can find on page 25 of last week's edition of the Soper Sun. And you'll find it somewhere around there most weeks, near the end, mm -hmm. near our um, jump page and Comment. the parting shot yeah. page. Yeah! <coughs> Over near the rest of our artistic pursuits, um, namely by one Brian Colley. Um, yeah. Yeah, the unparalleled universe. Mm -hmm. really yes. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the works in progress page. I think we're at this week a year <laughs> of that. Is that. A good point. Thank you for bringing that up before press time, <laughs> because <laughs> we should mention that <laughs> in our paper this week. Yeah, the soap, uh, the Soper Sun's work in progress section, which invites cre community cre creativity um, and gives them a platform for written creativity as well as uh, illustrations and. Um, uh, it's been around for a year. We started it last year, um, 2022, around Shakespeare's birthday, because I think there's some debate of when exactly the date is that was Shakespeare's birthday. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, we think around April 20th, around which April is where 20th. we <laughs> started it. Yeah, which happens to be publishing day this week this, as well, which true. is super exciting. Um, so what a fortuitous little little thing for us to come upon. Um, you would get a lot of different submissions for the Works in Progress page. You get local artists, namely um, Benny Blue and our lovely Sophie Koski, mm -hmm. as well as some local photographers. Last week, it included one by Tommy Sands yeah. or some by our very own Will Sardinsky. And then you get plenty of poetry submissions. Some of these have been long-term poetry submitters like years mm -hmm. as far as i can tell um oh, yeah the haiku suites yes. are in letters uh are in letters to the editor and so those have now found a home on the 
work in progress page. Yeah, they have their own space now. Who mm-hmm. usually writes those, James? Uh, J.M. Jesse is one of our uh, main haiku contributors. Shout out to yeah. J.M. Jesse. <laughs> On a nearly weekly basis, um, actually. Yeah, he, he definitely, or I believe um, they <laughs> haven't spoken with Jesse, actually. But uh, yeah, quite often we get a submittal from uh, J.M. Jesse. Yeah. Um, but, you also get um, multilingual submissions we do get some in espanol and some in english i'm just waiting for some to roll in in german or french or what have you yeah absolutely well we definitely would run them even in german and french um and perhaps try translating them it's much easier to translate the spanish poetry because raleigh is uh, fluent in spanish and we also have the uh, vanessa porras who's the um, editor of El Sol del Valle, of course, um, the Sopris Sons uh, by uh, Spanish insert, and it's also a standalone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's been submissions by adults and students mm-hmm. and all manner of people. This past week, we had a submission from a student from Roaring Fork High School, Yesenia Benavides. That is mm-hmm. correct. And yeah, Yesenia is also a student in the uh, Sopris Sun Youth Journalism Program. Um, yeah, and she wrote a story, uh, La Primavera. Um, yeah, we had a workshop together with Carbondale Arts um, a few weeks ago, and mm-hmm. so she produced that at that time. It wasn't quite spring yet, and so feeling a little bit more springish, we went ahead and ran it this week. Yeah, well, if you don't mind, I'm going to walk on over there, and I'll have Raleigh read it in Spanish, and James can read it in uh, English for you just so that we can get Yesenia's poem out there to start us off. That sounds wonderful. So you two talk amongst yourselves while I situate myself between you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes, well, we, yes, it's a year now for work in progress. Um, We, and just for listeners' sakes, if you are urging to get your poetry or your illustrations out on the page and get them published, just email us at fiction at soprasun.com. And we will uh, be happy to publish your poetry with some reason. (laughs) La Primavera por Yesenia Benavides de Roaring Fork High School. Oh, qué bonita es la primavera, el aire fresco soplándome la cara, las flores de todos los colores, los pajaritos bailando libres por el cielo. Y ahí estoy yo, acostada en el zacate, Mirando las nubes pasar mientras el tiempo pasa también. Cuando oscurece, las estrellas brillan a lo lejos, y el clima es cálido. And now in English. And in English. And... Get it. Oh. Let's see if I can get the... Here you go. Springtime by Yesenia Benavides, Going Fork High School. Oh, how beautiful spring is! Fresh air blowing in my face, colorful flowers, little birds dancing freely in the sky. And there I am, lying in the grass, watching the clouds as time goes by. When it's dark, the stars shine in the distance, and the weather is warm. Isn't that just captured all? Oh, it so captures it. And um, <clears throat> shout out to Vanessa Porras for translating that for us as well. And shout out to the word sacate, which means grass, but it's more of like a Mexican Spanish thing. Others say like pasto or césped, 
but I love sacate. That's a great awesome. Yeah, I love does. talking about how when we translate poetry, it's such an important thing to know, like the connotations with the words or like the demographic that you're specifically talking to with the words. I talked about this a little bit in an earlier episode when I was talking about um, some poetry by Pablo Neruda about how mm. important it is to understand like that not all translations are made equal and not all are the same because not all of them consider intention over exact translation, hmm. which is an interesting sort of um, uh, facet to understanding language and understanding like the art of language. Yeah. Not in, in poetry for sure. And, and also just yeah, in language in general, I've, I've heard that as well. A lot of the, uh, Meaning can get lost in translation and just direct translations. Absolutely. So let's get into sort of the creative process with writing poetry. Um, I think most people in our audience have probably had to write poetry for a high school class or a college class or even an elementary school class at some point or another. Um, most of us are familiar with the basic requirements for a, a haiku or a limerick and not everybody does it for leisure or for creative expression. However, um, both of you are self-professed poetry. Um, you, you, you use it as a way of self-expression or mm -hmm. as a way of like acknowledging and identifying things that you want to think about or talk about. Um, James, you mentioned that you're a bit more of an amateur about it. And I, I think that's yeah, very acceptable. That's because totally accurate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, poetry's for everybody. My um, Totally. My poetry has been a little bit pragmatic uh, because as we were getting works in progress going and if we didn't have the content, <laughs> I would write a poem. Um, but it's been a lot of fun to explore that. And it's something I haven't explored much since probably um, secondary education or high school when I had to write poetry for poetry class. Um, mine, honestly... I relate to something I might see in the newspaper, something that's coming up. Um, I Probably my favorite poem I ever wrote was uh, when we had to come up with something for Works in Progress and Raleigh was coming back from Ireland and I <laughs> wrote like a welcome home poem. <laughs> I remember that. It was very touching. And it's of course, it was too. paired with a photo from Raleigh of that, that really lovely little scene from Ireland. Yeah, so. an illustration, yeah, that really yeah. had drawn of the Dublin, or the rooftops in... Um, in Galway. Galway, okay. But we were in Ireland, yeah. 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 That's been my style of poetry, a lot of just journaling, and often on the road. Um, I brought with me a few notebooks from traveling, and uh, I like to incorporate art. Um, you'll see a lot of colors, in my journals but oh, yeah. I, i'm gonna give just speak to that because raleigh it has the most uh artistic and color um i guess uh colorful notes because they're always in like different colors like different points and but it's very deliberate and you have great handwriting too really is it is the color <laughs> how you denotate between thoughts or between subjects or is it more of like a i like this color the way that it sort of connects to this subject for me emotionally yeah i think so uh, a lot of my poetry which is also kind of just journaling and prose and prayer 
comes from a place of like mental wellness. And to me, it's really a helpful exercise when I'm feeling things to, to put pen to paper. And it was actually when I was in South America and feeling particularly schizophrenic that I started switching between a red pen and a blue pen and then almost associating like, what is the voice of blue? What is the voice of red? And how do Mm -hmm. these things associate in my mind? And then I got a green pen and then I was like, (laughs) where does green come in? How does this feel? What does green contribute to, to my poetry or my thought, my um, feeling? So now I just have a jar of every color and it's like, yeah, this thought belongs in pink. Like, this is a pink mm-hmm. thought. This this is more orange. <laughs> yeah, because um, I have I have friends from art school that are um, abstract or will have sort of a more impressionistic take on their particular style of painting. And I think it's a similar sort of mindset if you're assigning colors or assigning like a like a certain methodology to how you write. I mean, it's considerably less abstract writing we're using very specific vocabulary to describe something or to um, express our our needs or our feelings but there is that abstract notion of adding a color to it that makes it just slightly either more descriptive or allows us some amount of distance from that thought we're having especially if it's super introspective sometimes people like to hide from that a little bit Yeah, and um, what I've brought is, you know, unedited. I think in the editing process, maybe you'd lose some of that if you were trying to put a poem into a word processing document and not change the colors. Um, you'd have to maybe weigh, does this lose some of its uh, its color <laughs> when it's in black and white? Do the words convey that color well enough on their own? Absolutely, and I think right now is a really good time to mention to people that, like, That is the cool part about engaging in different forms of poetry in regards to sometimes written poetry. You can find ways to express things in formatting of type, in what sort of font you use, in the spacing that people can use, or um, in sort of the way that they use punctuation, if that's a little bit unorthodox or or, um, tabs and whatnot. And then alternatively you're also looking at spoken word poetry where you get inflection of the voice or particular pronunciations depending on where that person grew up what their Mm. emotional geography is um so there there is no one size fits all with any sort of form of poetry and getting the opportunity to read some things out loud gives them a totally different color or getting the opportunity to write something down can give them such a different um perspective yeah i could speak to that just because on the for the works in progress submissions the poetry submissions will definitely get a range of formatting uh, when it comes to poetry and i try to respect that um and do we do very light edit on any submissions especially poetry submissions um just to respect uh, the structure of the um, artist or the poet Absolutely. So Raleigh's got a notebook in his hands. And I, just to illustrate for the listeners that there's a collection of notebooks along the counter here in all different colors um, with some very worn edges on some of them and some very colorful doodles and um, sort of movements in the in the margins there. So just to let you know where we're at, just the flipping through the pages in itself is sort of a visual treat. Um, I think so too. <laughs> yeah. So, so 
if you'd like to share something, Raleigh, please feel free to talk about that. And if you want to share something, you're absolutely welcome to. Yeah, no, I'd love to share some poems. And I was like, this was a really good exercise for me, the invitation to be on your show, Hattie, because it prompted me to go through some old journals and revisit. Wow, that was quite the experience back then, particularly the travel ones. And um, I think initially I was looking more to those for like, oh, there's like the nuggets of gold that I want to share. Um, but lately I've been filling out my journal that's in progress. And oh, I think nice. that that's got the ones that I want to <laughs> share the most. So I might share one or two from the other ones. But uh, I think I'll uh, preface this by just saying that I've been feeling a lot of love lately and experiencing falling in love again and uh, writing more in oranges and pinks. So nice. Ooh, a little okay. bit of love poetry with y'all. Oh, you. Okay. Have you listened to the show before? It's okay I if have. you haven't. <laughs> well, for anyone who hasn't listened to the show before, you know how I feel about love poetry. You know how I feel. I love love poetry. So this is perfect. This is very on brand. Okay. <laughs> Got like two and then some other non love necessarily related thought poems I can share. Because your skin reminds me of summer days. All of the... Sorry, let me start over. <clears throat> because your skin reminds me of summer days. All of your glowing essence radiating warmth. All of my bliss contained in your smile. I love you without saying it. In sadness and joy, your beauty inebriates my mind. And your kisses transport me out of time. Without need of anything certain... I dissolve in your present embrace, heart fed by the music of your voice. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's so fun. <laughs> it's really lovely, Ollie. There's so many visuals there and just so many great little snippets. But what I thought was interesting is that you chose only a couple of moments for write for rhyming. And I don't know if it was on accident or on purpose, if it just felt right. So that's a great thing to talk about here. When you're writing poetry, do you feel like it has to have a certain structure to it? Or do you just kind of do what feels right in regards to the cadence of how you'd like to speak? Yeah, I think in the initial stages, just allowing it to flow and every now and then you'll get like pairs of words together that really resonate. And then I think the work later is to maybe impose a structure on that and a rhyme scheme and come up with ways to tighten it which is a fun process and it's kind of ironic that I'm the editor of the Sopra Sun and what I have to share is a lot of unedited content today. <laughs> uh, Do you find that a little freeing? It's kind of fun. It's kind of nice to just have the thoughts in their raw form and I'd say when I'm writing um, it's not very quickly. I think there's like a, a big pause between each phrase to really consider what words want to come next. Oh, that's so interesting because my process is very different. Okay. Um, I don't generally share my poetry just because I'm, I don't know if I'm there yet. But for me, it comes in, in waves and I'll get a, a segment of it and then I have to put it down. So that's interesting that you have like these these soft pauses and you're, you're kind of processing each line at a time. And I'm over here like I've got a paragraph and a half and then I have to stop because I don't have anything more. And then I'll just let it sit for a couple months or let it sit for a week. Mm -hmm. Well, and sometimes I'll come at this journal and write one line and then put it away. 
And then maybe the next day be like, oh, yeah, here's the next part that'll go next to this. And sometimes they flow, sometimes not. Um, here's one about sleep, which I kind of liked. It just came to me um, in a moment of insomnia, which I'm sure we've all experienced before. There is an ocean of darkness waiting to swallow you, to loosen your fears and desire and rearrange you, if only subtly each night. That's yeah, <clears throat> so true. <laughs> yeah. I think it's we been need a while since I experienced <laughs> insomnia, but that's being so true, really. Yeah. yeah. It's we'll like that. short and sweet. Which, I mean, yeah, it's like a prose thing. Mm -hmm. Someday, maybe these would lend themselves to a greater piece of work that's more cohesive but at the very least maybe they could lend themselves to the works in progress page <clears throat> happened before. it has happened before. you wouldn't know <laughs> yeah you wouldn't know well nobody would know. don't you give yourself know, away <laughs> yeah yeah as far as we know you haven't you haven't added anything to the works in progress page for the most part poetry wise we don't know but i know um genie soldern has for the Yes. And I'll just throw that out to our listeners. It's kind of a fun game. If you want to share your deepest expression on the works in progress page and you want to hide behind an alias, um, you are so welcome to do that. We think that's part of the fun. We uh, love a nom de plume, you know? Yes. yes. Um, I use nom de plume as well. Yeah. And I just feel more comfortable that way. If anyone used to listen to my KDNK DJ show, they will... They will know that when they see my byline and works in progress or my alias. Right. He's just outing himself right here, right now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's not that secret, I suppose. It's not, <laughs> but it's secret. fun. I, I feel like it adds a certain amount of whimsicality to be able to put put yourself aside. You know, there's plenty of people who write into the paper and do letters to the editor where they sort of bear their, their concerns or bear their um, opinions, but for people who maybe don't want to necessarily feel quite so exposed, like being able to share your feelings about something in a way that is artistic and has sort of an emotional component for some people, having that moment of using a nom de plume and getting to send that in and feel like people can still see what you what you want to express without feeling embarrassed or feeling um, stressed about it is mm -hmm. is very freeing i'm sure yeah i think so and i know that you know uh i think i know golly and myself tend to use a gnome de plume or an alias there's a couple other contributors uh, to the works in progress page who have opted to do the same thing um and yeah I, for me i uh i definitely like you know we were joking because a lot of people are fully aware of my alias on the works in progress page but still it does provide that um it is a bit more freeing because I'm not, uh, I'm able to still express myself, um, maybe even a titch more authentically with that al alias without, you know, fear of judgment. Yeah. And from like a historical standpoint, women couldn't get their work published mm. in the way that like we know now mm. women can um, historically. And so it really was sort of an empowering thing to choose a name for yourself that wasn't necessarily your husband's name, your father's name, and give yourself a new name that allowed you to present something of your creation without judgment in the same way that you might with your own. 
So it really is such an empowering um, affect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I appreciate using mine. I might have to choose a new one if I want to like <laughs> be a little bit more under the radar. Right. <laughs> well, speaking of not being under the radar at all, do you have some poetry to share, James? Oh, oh. I, I, I actually, <laughs> I was going to share maybe, I'll share one of mine, but uh, first I'm going to share one of J.M. Jesse's. Okay. <laughs> we were talking about it. Yes, please. And then uh, one of maybe Jeannie's as well. Um, Great. Yeah, we've got a few more minutes, so we've got time for a couple. Cool. Um, a couple of those from James, and then one more from Raleigh, and I think we're going to have to wrap it up. This right. one was printed uh, in the September twenty second issue last year by J.M. Jesse. It's a haiku. Come to rest, Glenwood Springs. A single leaf falls, languidly zigzagging down, sound soundlessly landing. So from a different uh, time of year. But we always appreciate J.M. Jesse's uh, poetry. And I didn't pull up any of mine, but let me just, I can, I can. Give me a moment here. <laughs> um, I'm going to read the one that I referenced earlier, possibly, um, uh, that I wrote while Golly was away. Yes, that one I was think... very cute. I, if I remember correctly, it included a lot of rhyming, which was really fun. Um, I think so. And that uh, was a challenge for me. <laughs> I do use a thesaurus, full disclosure. I, <laughs> I think any any good writer does use a thesaurus. I think we all get sick of using the same words over and over again. Absolutely. I agree. Um, uh, okay. Raleigh, if you'd like to share one of yours while he's searching for that, please feel free. Sure. I'm flipping through an old journal, so let's just jump in with this random one. We are these characters, each a stitch unlike any, buying fantasy with heartful hoping, not knowing that which emerges, specter of our imagining, living, blind by others, seen, slave to unseen forces and present to exist, a detail of endless story, fully feeling, fearing, flickering, a wave of gentle motion. Fields, all the fields. Oh, my mic was off. <laughs> Good idea, Hattie. You were typing while he was reading, I and I thought it might mm. be prudent. That was totally prudent. You do this for a living, I could tell. <laughs> have um, been for almost I, a year now. I found actually one from November of last year that I wrote, and it's actually it's titled uh, Your Creativity Counts. Oh, perfect. <laughs> okay, Your Creativity Counts. It's on the wall down Main Street everywhere you lurk. Look, creativity abounds, Carbondale, Glenwood, and beyond. Sprouting from minds and hearts through fingers on the page, it seeps through the crap, cracks up through your toes, falls from the sky like snowflakes and red hats. Admittedly, sometimes difficult to pin, staring at an empty page, white canvas caves in, hope may even seem futile. But stare long enough and words begin to form between blue lines. The brush strokes and curves become shapes, flour flourishing into form, distinct or abstract, narrative or poetic, possibility put to the test. There is a place there where written pieces mingle with color. Why, it's right here on the work it's in progress page. <laughs> Completed or not, there is no matter imperfect continuity the human experience mimicked. Let your creativity shine within the sun alongside your neighbors, imperfect or not. After all, without you, there is no works in progress page. And it's simple. Email submissions to fiction at com. <laughs> Open the paper and voila, peace settles on the page. 
the peace settles on a pa the page. It may feel vulnerable. It takes courage. Uh, it's true, but your worst critic is a trusted friend. Creativity abounds in this wondrous town. <laughs> oh, I love that, James. <laughs> oh, thank what you. What an appeal. So, yes. yes, contribute to the Works in Progress page. Yes, please do. And if you'd like to come talk about your poetry that's been printed on the Works in Progress page, well, you can send me an email at hattie at org, and we can have you on the show because I love having local poets on. Whether you're a self-professed amateur or if you're feeling it out artistically, we love having people just try things. It's a wonderful, wonderful way to do art. And a shout out to you, Hattie, for thoughtfully laying out the content on that page each week. Yeah, huge shout out to you, Hattie. And thank you for having us and thank you for letting us uh, yeah, be vulnerable on your show. Of course, <laughs> of course. That's what art's all about, right? We, we bear our souls and hope that somebody will get it. Yeah. Which is why AI can't do art. No, it's so true. It's not they cannot art. write that Raleigh Burley poetry. I was about to say your alias. Ah, <laughs> secrets. I know. Secrets. Do we have one more? We have time for one more. <clears throat> or we can talk uh, about poetry for one more minute. I could share genies real quick. Perfect. If that works. Um, yeah. You've got okay. 45 seconds. I got it. I got it. I got it. Um, soldering works in progress. As going. a reminder, I have on the show with me today James Steinler and Raleigh Burley of the Soper's Son. I'm not entirely sure if this was intended as a poem, but Line in the Sand by Jeannie Soldern. Begin uh, beginnings have edges and ledges, places to step onto as if they are gliding escalators. There is a demarcation that, th that divides the past from this moment, a starting point which you cross sometimes by choice and sometimes by circumstances, but there is always a line, real or imagined. Beautiful timing. Thank Thanks you, so much for joining us today for the Live Poet Society. We hope you had a great time. 